So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey, Happy Hour listeners. I hope you enjoyed these throwback episodes of Happy Hour. We'll be back with new episodes very soon. I don't even know where to start with this one. So first of all, I just have to announce that we are coming to you live from backstage at After the Final Rose. I mean, how do we sum this up into one word, Becca? I mean, Barb is Barb. what I've been saying. That's all you can but say. But I'm speechless, you guys. We have so much to get into, so much to talk about. Bachelor Nation, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners. I know you were upset that we didn't have a podcast yesterday. But my God, was it not worth the wait? Were we not all waiting for what was going to happen tonight? We have a special guest with us in studio today. But first, I just have to say that I'm so happy that I am not doing this alone. <laughs> like I had to at Women's Hill All. I have my wonderful co-host with me, Becca Kufrin. It's in the building. Yeah. Becca, thank God you're back. I'm back. I am here off the road taking a break from the tour for a couple days. And Rachel, as you said, I mean, obviously... We could have had a podcast today, but there was yeah. so much that was left unsaid that we had to see go down. So yes. now you're getting the full gist of everything that we saw in the past two days, which I mean, this entire season was a crazy wild ride. And this evening just really, I think, summed everything that we've seen in the past 10 weeks up in one night. And my mind is, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of shaking right now. My mind is yeah. still a little bit blown. Yeah. And I think what's so great is, I'll be honest, we didn't get a lot of answers tonight. Mm -hmm. I feel like we heard a lot of talking and there was a lot of talking in circles, except for one person who I'm so thankful we get to talk to tonight. A lot of cir circular talking. And I think that what's going to be so great about our podcast tonight is that we're going to unravel 
exactly what happened. We're going to get down to it. We're going to ask the hard questions that weren't asked on stage. And we're going to make sure we get those answers that we know Bachelor Nation needs. So we're going to talk to some people tonight, but I am, I am so excited that we are talking. Wait, let me give you a drum roll. We need a drum roll. For the person, only one person won tonight. And that person is Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann, welcome to Bachelor Happy Hour. (laughs) Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Well, we, I mean, I need to personally first say, when I first met you five seconds ago, you walked in and I I was hugging you and I felt like I wanted to just take you under my wing because throughout this entire journey that I've had for years, there's probably only one other person who has now experienced things like I have experienced. And that is you. And let me first start by saying, yes, we're so excited to have you. We can't wait to dive in and get your side of everything. But the way you handle things when Peter ended things. And, and even tonight on stage, it was with so much grace and dignity, but I looked up to you in a way you said the things that you had to say. And when I was in your position, I was so, I think blinded and nervous and anxious and feeling like so constricted that it was finally nice to see a badass woman stand up there and say what she needed to say to put Peter in his place. And as Rachel said, I really do feel like you are the winner of tonight because Aww. you handled it with so much dignity. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, and and I think I speak on behalf of all of Bachelor Nation when I say our hearts broke for you. I mean, we were watching backstage and I truly felt how I felt years ago. Yeah. And so thank you for being here. Thank you for putting your heart and everything, your love life mm-hmm. on the line. Um, you know, it's a weird it's a weird world when it's for other people's entertainment. Um, but you handled everything beautifully with, and I keep saying with so much grace, but thank you. It was. Thank you guys. It was great. And I like the whole time that we were watching what happened tonight, Becca and I just like kept like chatting, like Mm -hmm. two little girls and Becca kept saying that she understood you and what you went through. And I know that we're going to, you know, dive into that even further into the podcast, but this is the first podcast that you've done, as you Mm -hmm. said. So thank you so much for doing our (laughs) podcast first. And you can stop after that. No, <laughs> it's all downhill after this. But because no one has talked to you, and yeah. then the first time we really heard you speak, I really want to get start from the beginning mm. because we saw you one way, and then we do not. It's one of the things that we did not get the answer to. Even with you talking and standing up for yourself, we did not understand how it got to where it did. Right. And we're so mm-hmm. helping, hoping to get those answers tonight. So I really want to get into it because I feel like you have been unfairly judged. And I'll even say that I, I did it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I, first time we talked to Peter and I saw you steal him so many times, I compared you to Luke P. I was like, is she a little bit Luke P ish? And he said, no, she's not. And he was like really defensive. So I was like, okay, we got it. She's going some places. No, but I feel like one one theme in y'all mm-hmm. season is that there there was a lack of communication and people weren't really yeah. communicating their feelings and their thoughts and you got a lot of heat for it as well mm-hmm. but tonight you put all that to rest mm-hmm. so let's kind of start from the beginning with you know you getting the first impression rose and how that night went mm-hmm. down and so i guess one did you think you were going to get it and did you feel like you had a target on your back? And this is pre-Champagne mm-hmm. Gate. Let's just not even oh, get yeah. into that. Oh, yeah, pre-Champagne Well, Gate. yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first night, you know, getting the first impression, I, you know, there was a lot of girls around, and I wanted, 
you know, I was excited to see Peter. You know, we film all night long, hours and hours and hours. So the times that I would go up and see him again, hours had passed. Mm -hmm. I'm like, of course I want to go see him again. If I get the opportunity, I want to go speak with him again. I mean, I've been waiting to like speak with him and I'm here for a purpose. My words have a purpose and meaning behind them. And I was excited to get to know him. Plus, if I'm taking the time to start this journey, I want to be sure if we even have a connection, you know? Um, I enjoyed spending time with the other girls, but at the forefront of my mind was always going to be Peter and seeing if we had that connection. And um, if I didn't ever feel that, I would have parted ways, Mm -hmm. you know? But Um, weren't you worried about being that girl? That yeah. girl who's going to be the one stealing him. Because you didn't know you yeah. were going to get the first impression, oh, Rose. Yeah, yeah. So does that not cross your mind at all? Because I know at yeah. one point you said, I'm not typically like this. Yeah, but we yeah. couldn't tell. Right, right. And I think um, in the beginning I came off completely like the wrong way. Um, and looking back on it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like that was not what I wanted to come across as. But I was just focused on me and Peter and um, tried to keep that at the forefront of my mind at all times. And um, enjoyed the entire process, even if that meant, you know, spending time with the girls. But at the end of the day, I mean, I was there for Peter and Peter only and trying to figure out and give our, give us the best shot. Well, and I will say, cause we did sit down with Peter at the very beginning. And I asked him, I was like, did you like that, that Hannah Ann stole you so many times? And he did. He was all yeah, for he, it. Yeah. He said he was wanting to talk to me more that night. I'm like, yeah. okay. So <laughs> he liked it. So clearly yeah. it was reciprocated on both yeah, ends. It yeah. wasn't like he was like, who's this crazy girl who keeps stealing me? Yeah. I know it might seem like I was pressing myself on him, but he was telling me he wanted to talk to me mm-hmm. more that night, you know, and opportunities were presented to me to talk to him. And it's been a couple hours. I'm like, sure. Yeah. He. He told me to talk to him again. So I'm like, I'm going to. Mm -hmm. So feelings were, you know, on both sides wanting to communicate and talk more. Yeah. It worked. It did. It clearly (laughs) did. And then we go on to, I mean, fast forward a little bit. This whole champagne gate, which was, champagne was such a common theme, I feel like, throughout. What was your take? Because when we recapped that week, Mm -hmm. I was saying, you know, there's... Clearly, the show does certain things. They set up certain things to, you know, stir the pot and to cause that drama. And I really, truly was like, I don't think Hannah Ann knew that that one was Kelsey's. I think she just thought it was a cute setup for her and Peter. So we didn't think you did it maliciously. But what was your take when that all went down? Oh, my goodness. When all that went down, I was completely blindsided by it. And I didn't know how to handle it. And, um, you know... And the end, me and Kelsey were able to like, you know, put aside our differences and become friends because we were like, hey, we have like, you know, a couple more weeks with each other, hopefully. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like we have to pull, you know, we have to put this bull crap aside and like learn to, you know, be friends or at least live like in the same house together. Um, so when all that went down, I was like, oh, crap. Like I've never had like conflict like this. Like how do I handle this? So like I was just trying to be as logical as possible and just be like, hey, I didn't steal your champagne. And like that came across maybe to some people as like cold hearted, but I was just trying to like be as straightforward and concise as possible and not let the emotions get to me. And it did upset me. I Mm -hmm. I remember that night I cried all night long. And I remember some of the girls in the house were like, you know, like Hannah Ann, like people like, like the other girls need to see this side of you. Like they need to see that you're upset and see that you didn't mean that. But in the moment I was just trying to be as clear as possible with her. So Mm -hmm. she knew that my point got across. I did not steal your champagne. Mm -hmm. That's where you know, I'm not a champagne stealer comes from. <laughs> I'm just trying to like, you know, 
Well, Let her know that. And I get it. I mean, I never was in a sorority. I, yeah. I mean, I have a big group of yeah. girlfriends. But when you're living with 20 plus people from all across the country, people that you don't know, you don't know how they interact, yeah. how they process things. It's a really scary thing. Yeah. And I and I think you handled it well, I will say. Yeah. I mean, I would have probably done the same. I would have been like, look, I can't feel this fire so much. I'll say what I have to say. I'll confront it. And like, hopefully it dies. But it's a really, people I don't think realize how scary that first week is. Like it's all right. unknown. So you have no yes. idea what to expect with the lead, with the production aspect, with living with so many people. And so it's, it's uncharted territory that no one, no one should actually know how to handle that. Right, right. And me and Kelsey didn't know each other at that point. So we yeah. didn't kind of know, um, you know, how we both, you know, how we both respond to situations are very different. But what I know now about her and what she knows now about me, it would have been completely mm -hmm. different. I mean, that was like day five, day six. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't know each other at mm -hmm. all, which would have changed, you know, both of our responses to the situation. I Seriously? think what was hard for people to handle is you were so cool, calm, and collected in your response. Yeah. And I remember saying, I was like, I probably would have responded the same way, that it came mm -hmm. across as nonchalant. Right. And I was like, I think that it's being misunderstood because mm -hmm. I got it. I was like, kudos to her. It's mm -hmm. Like, I don't even mm -hmm. think I could have handled it that well. I think the one thing was that I think you said it was bullying her. And yeah. I think it's a word that we throw around, around too right. often. She definitely cursed you out, which was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she was wrong in how she handled it for sure. But I think the way you handled it, I didn't think you needed to cry and match her emotion in that. I mm -hmm. thought that the way that you handled it kind of diffused the situation mm -hmm. and it, it didn't create a finasco. Can we talk <laughs> about that? Finasco. Can we talk about that? What happened? Yes, she is. And what I happened? Am. You know what? This whole season has been a finasco. And that's my cap on the whole entire season. I was actually going to ask do you. do know the right word, right? Yeah. Finasco. Can you say the right word? Fiasco, right? Fiasco. Fiasco. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to give you, I was trying to like give you a chance you to know correct what? yourself. I like to say fanasco and. But I, for, for the record, you do know it's fiasco. Fiasco. But you should trademark or fanasco. copyright fanasco. Fanasco. I, I think shirts. I should. It's just like, and you know what's so funny is that in the moment I said that and I had no idea that I even like misspoke. Like, I had no idea. And, like, that's not even, like, a word that I had used in the past. So I don't well, even know where that came from. that's probably why you said it wrong. <laughs> I did it. I don't you even know where that came it. from. It wasn't in your vocabulary. Like, I had no idea where that came from. Look, your brain was jumbled that first week. A lot went down. I would have been making up my own. I do still make up my own words. So I don't blame <laughs> you for that. Um, so we go on. Well, of course, we see you form friendships. Like, you and Kelsey seem. Yeah. She's a really sweet girl, you guys. Yeah. She doesn't have a mean bone in her body. She's very, very, very how to get past the champagne. Yeah. Champagne makes us all a little crazy. We women tell all. She was cool. I didn't mm -hmm. steal your champagne. After that, she became like a really great friend, honestly. And you're still yeah. friends. Yeah, we are. Good. We Good. are. She's a really nice person. So let's jump. Let's just, just move on. Let's like, just jump did, to like the real shit. You did well. <laughs> you know, you got roses. Yeah. You, we, were, we knew you were a front runner, you know, after mm -hmm. you won the modeling thing, which totally should have. Or how are those? Is that mm -hmm. Revolve that you're wearing? Are the Revolve clothes working out for you? I just have to point that out. Like a girl's dream, right? Yeah. Like just to be able to get 25000 Was it twenty forty thousand yeah, yeah. worth Whatever it was, it's worth crazy. of clothes. Does it Amazing. fit in your closet? No, it does not. And it should. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. So... I want to just just get right to fantasy suites. Yeah. Because you have a meme that's going around where mm -hmm. you're looking and I wish you guys <laughs> you you guys know. Bats are happy our listeners. You know what I'm talking I'm about where you're what? like 
Yeah. It's the best meme ever with the frown <laughs> and the squinty eyes. Like, say what now? That's you that's guys. what the face yeah. is. So we learn in the fantasy suite. We all know what goes down in fantasy mm-hmm. suite. Nobody, whether you've watched Bachelor mm-hmm. or not, you know what fantasy mm-hmm. suite is about. And in this fantasy, this week, you guys all stay together, right? Which is crazy, but. You learn about Madison right. and you learn her thoughts about Fantasy Sweet Week, which at that point mm-hmm. she had shared with you, mm-hmm. but she hadn't shared with Peter himself. Right. Um, and then it became this whole ultimatum thing. Was it an right. ultimatum? Was it not? I'm asking you, was it an ultimatum? Was it an ultimatum? You know, for me, uh, me and Madison are just two different people. We make different decisions. And I felt completely uncomfortable that entire weekend that I even knew, you know, the conversations that she was wanting to have with Peter. Mm -hmm. I was just wanting to focus on me and him and not let anything um, distract me from that. So thinking that it's an ultimatum between Madison and Peter, um, not necessarily because I think Madison was doing what was best for her. but that's not an ultimate. That's not the definition I mean, of an ultimate. An ultimatum yeah. is like, if you do this, yeah. then this. Yes. It's like, doesn't matter your motive behind yeah. it. Because it's not wrong to believe what you believe and to feel that. Nobody, yes. Nobody's and, and faulting Madison. I never Madison. judged her for that. Yeah. I never judged her for that. Was I taken back by it? Yes. Because yeah. I didn't want to be involved in it. I don't want to mm-hmm. have these conversations with anyone Um you know, about them and Peter. I was focused on me. And so when she was telling me, you know, she felt like, he couldn't do certain things for her to move forward with him. I was just kind of like gave her a look of a, what? That's Were mad. you close like, with her in the house? Yeah, yeah. We, I was, yeah, I was close with her. Um, I sure. wanted to know, did she talk, because we didn't see her bring up this conversation with Peter until the very end. The very end. And right. was this something, because I feel like when I was, on Ari season with all the girls, we talked about a lot. Like everything was out in the open. Yeah. There wasn't many secrets between us. So was this something that was brought up in the in the house with all of the girls beforehand? Or was that the first time you were hearing about it too? I think when we sat down, we, you know, had to have that conversation about her telling Peter her standards and stuff. You know, I gave that look because I was kind of taken back by it. So you hadn't heard it before? No. Um, I was thinking in my, I knew, you know, she had, certain lifestyle values and I knew that they didn't line up with Peter's but I was thinking that they might have had that conversation weeks before as they should prior Mm -hmm. um but my face is kind of like oh gosh I don't want to get involved in this Mm -hmm. like you know you do you know for me I was never intending to give Peter a, a hall pass of you do whatever you want my intention was I see the big picture and me and you truly begin after all this is over, after when it's just yeah. me and you. And that was my intention behind it. I just wanted him to, you know, focus on him and um, try to be as understanding as possible the amount of stress and pressure he's under. And if we meet each other in the end, great. That's when we start. Yeah. That's when it's just about me and you. It's an uncomfortable week, period. No matter yeah. what your values are, it's just uncomfortable knowing while I'm sitting here, something else is going on. Like it gets right. it gets to everybody. Mm-hmm. Becca right. and I have both yeah. been there on both sides of it. Yeah. I just want to know, you went first and obviously Victoria and then Madison. Do you think had, well, A, had you guys all been removed from each other and B, it gone in a different order, would things have changed? No, because I think... Peter and Madison hold different lifestyles or mm-hmm. live. Di- I think Peter and Madison live different lifestyles and hold different values. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is exactly just an issue with the fantasy suites. Mm-hmm. I think it's lifestyles and how you see life and um, how you judge everything out of life. 
So it's so interesting that you say that because like Becca was saying, as women in the house, you chit chat and you talk and you get to know each other better than you get to know whoever the lead is. So you're saying, you say you knew that they had different lifestyles and they were on different Mm -hmm. pages. As a viewer, we didn't get that till week seven. And it was only that we got that they had were different as far as religion. We had no idea they had different lifestyles, but obviously you were privy to that information. Mm -hmm. So Madison made a point during Fantasy Suite Week where she said to Peter, I've been struggling this entire time and I've been having a really hard time. Is that something that you saw in the house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we didn't see that. Mm-hmm. And what and what did you see? I saw, you know, she was struggling with the week and just knowing that I think she was coming to the realization that they live very different lifestyles, which is hard to kind of comprehend when you're in when you're on the show and you're not in your lifestyle. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. not on your day-to-day basis um, of your hobbies and like your schedule and how you live your life. So I think that was trying, I think at that point that was coming very apparent to her. And I think that was, that's what she was struggling with along with just the stress of fantasy, fantasy sweet week, which is stressful for anyone. Mm -hmm. I do want to get to the whole lifestyle thing in a bit. Cause it, it leads me into some questions like after you and Peter were already together. Um, so can we fast forward? Yeah. Because I want to get yeah. to the juicy, the juicy uh, yeah, part, everyone. So obviously Juice. the last mm-hmm. week you met the family. They fell in love with you. Madison met the family. It wasn't this, it, it wasn't the same. Right. And that, you know, I don't want to talk about Madison too, too much because she's not here. I want to focus on you and your time with Peter. So you get to that last week and you had Absolutely the no idea that Madison had left early, correct? No idea. So when he told you, because we've seen the proposal, he's standing there. Yeah. And we also didn't know if you were going to show up at first. Yeah. You know, you were kind of making us wait. So you get to that moment and he's in the middle of this speech to you where it should be about you guys. And he goes, but Madison mm-hmm. left two days ago. And in that moment, I don't know if you guys caught it, but when he said Madison, his tone switched a little bit. And all he says is, is that all he said? I want to know. Was he just yeah. like, she left a couple days ago and then goes on to all these great things about you? Yes. Yes. Um, it was completely downplayed. Um, didn't give me the courtesy or respect to have a sit down conversation. Hey, this is what's been going on this week. This is where my headspace is at. Let's talk this through. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't owe me that. Just told me that very quickly and downplayed it and then immediately went to, but my heart chooses you and you're the love of my life. I don't want to spend forever with you. Did you get an inkling that kind of what we saw happen post-engagement was going to happen that night? Because we never usually mm-hmm. see someone say, I don't know if I want to show up. Right. Usually when you get to that point, that person mm-hmm. is ready to go there, whether right. they're going to accept a proposal or mm-hmm. they have no idea. You were struggling before mm-hmm. the engagement. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Because we never yeah. really got those answers. Yeah. My instincts were telling me I wasn't getting all the information I needed to make mm. a decision with Peter. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's intuition. That's intuition and that's instincts. And should I have stayed on that bed in Australia? Absolutely. But I wasn't going to give up on someone that I loved. And he, the last words he told me on our last chance date was that he was going to make the decision that is best for both of us and to trust him. Mm-hmm. And when you're with someone, you, you know, this is a wacky situation, but I'm taking it for what it is. When you're with someone, you trust their words. Yeah. and. That's why I showed up because I was going to trust his words and follow through. And in the end, I think he, you know, took advantage of the fact that he conveniently left out very important information prior to me making a commitment with Mm -hmm. him. 
And, you know, as the audience is watching this for the very first time, I'm just like an average viewer. Like I'm just like everyone else watching Mm -hmm. this. Like a lot of information was left out. Which is why Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, I need to reiterate this because I was the same way when I was in your position. This is Hannah Ann's first time really watching this all go down. Yes. yes, she lived it, but there's so many pieces to this entire puzzle that she missed that she didn't see. And so she was backstage watching it just like we all were watching it. And so I'm sure in those moments, and even now, there's going to be a lot that you're still processing. Can yeah. I ask you a question? When you yeah. say that there was a lot you didn't see, are you just talking about what happened post-engagement? Or are you also talking about what you watched the entire uh, this whole journey, like all these weeks, this entire season, entire season, entirely. Like, like um, explain that. Really, it was Peter wanted me to stay with him, and he downplayed his feelings towards Madison um, completely. Um, and even you know, after our breakup, he couldn't really own up to it, and reached out to my parents and said that he, you know, basically that. He was struggling processing all of his emotions. That's what he left it at and was very vague. Um, He speaks half truths. And so when I, while I'm watching the season, I'm like, oh, well, okay. That makes a lot more sense. Like this, why we broke up makes a whole lot more sense because he couldn't really own up to the fact of how he was truly feeling. I want to know too. So after, Okay, so after you guys did get engaged and he mm-hmm. was very vague about, oh yeah, Madison left two days ago, but you guys yeah, still yeah. ended up together. You have days when you're together mm-hmm. before I'm sure you flew back to the US, yes. before you know, you got back to your normal life. Did he in those moments ever disclose more of why she left? Did you guys get into that conversation? No, he always, whenever that conversation was brought up, it was always like, this is the past and always made sure to reassure me that I was his person, that I was loved his life and that he was always going to choose me. So always kind of went in with that reassurance to where I'm like, hmm, okay. But as the season started to roll, things weren't quite adding up. And so let's break this down because I'm an an evidence, like logical. I need to see how things timeline out. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked to Peter. So you get engaged somewhere around a week before Thanksgiving around that time. Yeah. You're together this whole time. We talked to Peter first week in January. Yeah. He tells us he is so happy. We talked to his parents. As we can see, Barb cannot control her emotions. And she was happy at that time. So Mm -hmm. if it wasn't you, we would have already known she was not okay. Yeah. So the season has started. Y'all are still together. Yeah. When did you have the conversation that we saw happen on TV? TV. Um, you know, like I said, on stage, the beginning of January was when he approached me that he needed to speak with Hannah Brown. Yeah. To, talk about oh, that. God, we trying to talk no, about that's that. That's the first red flag. But, um, but start, talk about that. Mm-hmm. He told you he needs to talk to Hannah Brown. Yes. He told me he needed to talk to Hannah Brown because he needed closure. Did he not get that? I was trying to convince me that I should feel comfortable with that. And I'm like, why did he need closure? Why do you, we're, we're engaged. Why? And and just listen, I wasn't on that group date with him and Hannah Brown. Yeah. I had not seen Mm -hmm. that episode of them all cozy, cozy up in a couch, him crying and her possibly coming back in the house. I had no Mm -hmm. idea, like Mm -hmm. none. And so when he brought that up, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I know she came back in the season, but can you explain more? And that was kind of when the episode was coming out. And I'm like, 
why should I feel comfortable with this? This mm-hmm. is something that I feel like if you don't you don't seem like you're ready for any kind of commitment, let mm-hmm. alone an engagement. Yeah. That was the first red flag. And I was questioning my own self because he was trying to convince me that that is something that he needed. Um, and I'm like, I just, I don't quite feel settled with that. So did he get the closure? Uh, no, that was, um, that was pretty close. I think that was like a week before we broke up. So I, he never reached out to her. He never tried to contact her. Or was I mean, Hannah Brown a uh, code for, oh, let me maybe have conversations with other women, AKA Madison, where, where he was trying to open up the door and mm-hmm. like test the waters and see how you felt. I probably, I don't quite know. That was so close to us breaking up. And then there was that going on, you know, and then there was the whole, oh, the season started and um, I have unresolved issues. I'm like, what's unresolved issues? I mean, I'm by your side. I gave you my word to be by your side. And his unresolved issues were having to watch back the show. Once again, he completely downplayed it completely. Um, and you know, when I showed up to the breakup, that was the very first time I heard him say, I can't give you my full heart. And I told him before I even went out there, I said, Hey, like you're wanting to end things. Give me a little bit of a heads up. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Trust me. I'll cry. You know, just, just give me a heads up. And we actually had talked that morning that we weren't going to break up, that we were going to work through it. When was this? Um, February? No. The month of February? Very end of January. Very end of January. So y'all went all through December. Mm. Christmas, cool. Just fine. You never had any inkling that he was, because you, during your breakup, you kept Mm -hmm. saying, I know you've been struggling and I'm here for you. That, that didn't start till January. That did not start till January. I'm like, I, cause one of the, one of the questions we had when we were watching was seeing how happy he was to go get that ring for you. Yeah. We were sitting with Neil Lang Mm -hmm. watching tonight and he was like, the man I saw get that ring is not the man that I see now. Like just totally different. He was, mm-hmm. he was ecstatic opposing. He was a, kissing the to ring. Like yeah, he showed, showed us pictures of the day of Peter kissing yeah. the ring he picked out. So I think what we're all trying to understand, like Becca and I, but also just like our listeners, mm-hmm. Bachelor Nation is what happened. I get the Hannah Brown unresolved. I, I don't know what that was, but with the, with whatever he said to you, where you started mm-hmm. for you to say when you were headed to LA, Hey, if we're breaking up, let me know what was yeah. happening. Cause that's not the yeah. first thing I would say. Yeah. I mean, it's just like what he told my parents, even after a breakup, um, he was having trouble processing all of his emotions. Peter does not own up completely to the full truth. Um, just kind of like on our engagement day, he knew that if he told me the full extent of where his heart and head was at that entire week, he knew the outcome would have been different. He knew that when we sat down, had an open and honest conversation, my instincts would have picked up on that. He was not ready for a commitment. Mm-hmm. I think and the, that's not what he wanted. I think the Peter that we've seen all season is he's a hopeless romantic. He kind of, he has his head in the clouds where he, I think he hypes himself up to think he mm-hmm. wants certain things. And it's not until he can take a step back or re start rewatching the season mm-hmm. where he sees the things that he now can't have. And I will say like when I was still with Ari, cause we were yeah. together for about a month and a half, had three happy couples together. Like you guys, 
you know, I knew he had been struggling and he felt guilty for how things went down with obviously Lauren and I'm sure the other girls, like that's just a human instinct, Right. but it wasn't, you know, he started watching the season back. Our season started when we were still together. And he said, he watched our season, our first episode, cause we had the first date. He's yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I'm more in love with you now than I ever was. And then fast forward to the next week where I wasn't on that date with him and he started seeing other things. And I think it's in that moment where you watch it back as a man because I don't think I got this as a woman, but I'm trying to trying right. to kind of process and put my feet where, he, what am I trying to say? Put my feet in his shoes, whatever. Yeah. Where he started then watching it back and started seeing his first date with Maddie and realizing the feelings were buried that he couldn't, as you said, quite own up to and acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Guys are hard human beings yeah. to try. To, I, the thing that I think makes me feel for you is that we see him get down on one knee. Well, did we see him get down on one knee? He, yeah, he, he did, did get down he on did. one knee. I think I missed that part. He I think did. I was so frazzled on that. But you're like, oh. you know, he he gets engaged to you. He proposes to you. He promises you all these things without being fully honest. And for everyone listening, for all the men out there, if you think that you have to do a certain thing because it's going to make us feel better, don't Don't like be honest with us and give us the respect and the courtesy to make our decisions. Mm -hmm. Maybe had you known the full extent of everything, who knows what would have happened. You could have very easily said, you know, I love you. I want to be with you. I want to work through things. Maybe an engagement won't necessarily happen, but every woman and man who's on the show too deserves that respect and deserves the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't know exactly what happened. I mean, nothing really surprises me by Peter. Watching back the season has actually been really helpful for me because it's helped me uh, work through any unresolved feelings I had towards him because I'm able to see how he is consistently indecisive and confused. And who wants to be with that? And that doesn't make me feel secure in being with him. And so it's really helped me move forward because I know I deserve more than just someone giving, you know, than someone just half loving me, you know, Mm -hmm. I deserve someone, you know, someone who's going to give me a hundred percent. And I felt like me being so clear and not playing mind games with him that he would give me that in return. Um, but really he was just reckless with my heart. Mm -hmm. Well, and he'd been, he had said all season, I want someone to love me as much as I love them. And that was you, you gave that to him. You did, you loved him more if anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think he didn't, I think he went into the season thinking one thing, thinking it was going to be this magical, like beautiful, super easy, great, seamless love story. And that wasn't the case. And I think he couldn't quite own up to what it was he truly wants and needs in a Mm -hmm. partner. All right, Bachelor Happy Hour listeners, part two with the amazing Hannah Ann will be coming up this Friday. But you know, we have to get into everything that happened. During the finale. So, Rachel, we got to dive in. You and I need to talk, Becca. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about what we saw. So, Hannah Ann came out. She was a boss. She killed it. She said her piece. She put Peter in his place. He he couldn't even defend himself. All he could say was, you're right. Mm -hmm. So, the second half of the episode, we deal with what happened with Madison. Chris Harrison goes to her. I'm going to sum this up real quick because we just want to get to the meat of it. Chris Harrison goes to see Madison. Madison says she's still into Peter and she goes out to fly with Peter. We don't know the exact timeline. We don't know how much time was. It seemed like it was very quick. Seemed like she hopped on a plane and flew out with Chris Harrison to LA. That's how it was presented to us. 
She gets to LA. Peter has no idea he's going to see her. They see each other. They say they have this, they have so much to talk about. Of course, in true fashion this season, we see them talk about absolutely nothing other than they have feelings for each other. And then it cuts to Peter talking about Madison. We see Madison come out. We see them sitting there. They seem happy, but they're not touching. There mm-hmm. seems to still be some space in between them. Yes. And we see them once again kind of dance around what it is that they are. We still, are they boyfriend, girlfriend? We know they're not engaged. We obviously know they're not married. And one thing we learned for sure is that Barb and the rest of the family, and apparently the friends as well, do not approve of their relationship. So Becca, that sums up what we saw. <laughs> Where do we even start to begin about it? I mean, all of that being said, what was your take when it came to watching what went down tonight? Because I didn't expect any of this. You could read a spoiler, an article, have your own preconceived notions, but you didn't know it was going to go down like this. No. And the best way I can describe it is when we first sat down with Peter at the very beginning of his season, he said he felt like there was something new and crazy thrown his way every week. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that didn't stop even through the finale. And like, think of everything that went down tonight, people. The main craziest part should have been that switcheroo and the breakup with Hannah Ann. And it wasn't, it was everything that played out after. And Rach, as you said, we don't know where Madison and Peter stand. We don't know what is going on. We don't even know if they're in a relationship, if they're not in a relationship. Uh, Rachel is currently holding up a picture of Madison right now. And I, I don't know what that means. But Lori K Publications just couldn't help herself and put posted a picture of Madison, her new client, um, about how she's the epitome of a class act. So Madison already has a manager slash PR person slash agent who couldn't wait five seconds to post that this is her new client. I, I'm sorry, Becca. I know that you're talking and I'm so distracted, but it just so goes into something that we talked about this season. When it comes to, we couldn't understand, and I really wish we had the opportunity to talk to Madison, and I really wish we had the opportunity to talk to Peter about why are you here when you're looking for a certain type of man who has certain values, certain standards, and there's nothing wrong with that. You should want what you want for yourself, but the confusing part comes in you're looking for him in a place where usually those type of men don't dwell, Mm -hmm. and as we have understood, as we understand, Peter is not that type of man for you, which is his parents and friends' concern. And in trying to figure out the logical way of what could her possible motivation and reason be for being here, one of those is that she wants the experience, the platform, the bachelorette, the followers, whatever. And I just find it very coincidental that she has hired a manager slash PR person, slash agent to represent her, which we know prior to the season being over with because that person posted her on International Women's Day and the season was still going. And now couldn't miss a beat to let everybody know, hey, if you want dibs on Madison, I represent her, Mm -hmm. which makes me question her motives this entire time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know Madison fans are going to come after me, but I'm sorry. You have to be logical about this situation. Hannah Ann told us she doesn't even have one, and this girl's been modeling for years. Yeah. No, Rachel, you are talking to a rule follower here because there are certain timelines that we have to adhere to as the lead. And Getting a, a 
representation at that point doesn't add up. I, for one, don't even have an agent still. And I've been bachelorette, I mean, two years ago, and I still just do most things myself. So, you know, Rachel, as I, as you just mentioned, you're probably going to get a lot of backlash for that, but that's not the case people. I mean, Rachel's calling it like it is. And it's a very strange scenario that we find ourselves in after this whole bachelor world, but it doesn't add up. It, it It's very, uh, interesting to me given the timeline of everything it doesn't make sense um that aside I like my main takeaway from tonight is we watched last night's episode and we watched Madison send herself home two days before the finale because as she said their lifestyles and their morals don't line up they don't match so she mm-hmm. removes herself okay yes. that's one thing good for her in that moment for standing up for what she believes yes. and what she thinks is right and logical yes nothing since then has changed though besides peter still saying he loves her yeah you know yes chris harrison flew out to auburn to tell her that peter was engaged and then ended this engagement because he still loves madison but regardless like their lifestyles are still the same he was still engaged she had an issue with him being intimate with women in the fantasy suite right well what do you think happened during those couple months when he right. was engaged he he had an a woman he was engaged to being intimate with Nothing has changed. I just don't understand how if you, I, I understand her feeling, even if I don't agree with it, it doesn't mean that I don't understand it. I understand the feeling of how difficult that is to accept a proposal from someone that, you know, that just was intimate with other, a woman or other women when we don't know for sure. So that's fine. That that's what you believe And what people have been so proud of her and praising her for is that she has these morals and these convictions and she holds true to them. Now, you know, as you were saying, Becca, he got down on one knee and said he wanted to give his whole heart and spend the rest of his life with another woman has spent time, you know, cultivating that relationship and then breaks it off and says he well, he didn't tell her he wanted her, but you knew that he break it off, broke it off. And I think Chris Harrison said it was because of her. So right. she did know. And you're so easily willing to take him back. It's, you know, the same people who were praising her for that. How can you still hold true that, oh, she knows what she wants and she deserves better. But yes, she goes running back to him. Mm-hmm. There's just so many contradictions. It's so confusing that I understand why his family has their concerns, mm-hmm. which brings us to a whole nother topic. They had that camera on poor Barb with, I don't even think she knew the whole time. Oh, she did not know. Oh my gosh. I felt so bad for her. I mean, I'm a person who cannot control my facial expressions. Becca, you say you can't control your hands. <laughs> you don't know what to do with them in a picture. I cannot control my facial expressions. So mm-hmm. I just wear it all on my face. And this was a this is a mother, you guys. You may not agree with her, but this is a mother who is concerned about the well-being and the heart of her son. And she wants somebody who loves her son unconditionally. And she had that with Hannah Ann. Yes, maybe her delivery was a little bit off. Yes, Rachel, as you said, it is a mother and I am not a mom, but 
I can only imagine that protectiveness, that mother bear instinct that you have for a children, a, a child. And we saw that with her and, and all she wanted, she's been saying this the entire time is that she wants somebody to love her son the same way she fell in love with her husband. And she saw that with Hannah. Ann. now one thing that I'm glad that she brought up, and maybe this is the moment where she should have been cut off after she said this yeah. the first time, but she said, you know, Madison, when she came in after having this great moment with Hannah Ann, Madison came in, she made them wait for three hours. She didn't say, sorry, you know, apologies for making you wait. This is already a long process as it is. Like they've been waiting to see their son. They've only seen him for one day in a span of a couple months. And so that in itself, I'm sure is frustrating, but. And Barb disclosed this very briefly today to us and on the TV, but when she when she had that moment with Madison and it wasn't aired, but she asked Madison, do you love my son? And right. Madison in that moment said no. Right. So as a mom, I can only put myself in that position and say, well, I have one woman here who is all in wholeheartedly ready to give herself to my son. And one who at this moment in time, you know, he's ready to get engaged tomorrow is saying, no, I don't love your son. Yeah. Of course she's going to have questions. Of course, she's going to call that out to Peter and say, maybe she's not the one for you. And now granted people, I know that there's a lot that we don't see. You know, we're trying to make a show in a two hour period once a week. There's so much that goes down, but going off of what we know, that is alarming. Yeah. And like, let's break this down what you said. So a lot of times people say to us, you don't, you're not taking into consideration what you didn't see. Well, you're welcome, you guys, to Barb because she told you what you didn't see. So just imagine last night you hear Barb express her feelings and you see her crying and you see her saying, but she's just not into you. She's not here for you. And you're wondering how in the world is she saying that? Then people go on social media and are all in Barb's comments and they're saying all these things to her. So Barb feels the need to defend herself, Okay. Whether you agree with her or not, she felt the need to speak her truth. So what did she do the first opportunity she was given the chance to do it? She spoke her truth. And she explained to you guys that in three hours, or she waited three hours for Madison to come speak to her, and Madison did not even want to come in and meet the parents. How would that make you feel as a family member possibly meeting your the fiancé of your son? the potential fiance of your son. The girl doesn't even want to walk in and meet you. Then she does come in and meet you. And that's only because your son begged her to come in. How do you accept somebody into your family when that's how you're starting off? Then when she does come inside, she doesn't even have the courtesy to apologize for the three hours she kept the family waiting. So you're already setting this scene and this mood for the family to come and talk to you. Then Barb revealed that when she did talk to her, as Becca stated, she said, I don't love I don't love him when asked. And she said she wouldn't accept a proposal. So of course, Barb is crying knowing that her son is madly in love with a girl who does not reciprocate those feelings. And that is the emotion that you're seeing come from Barb. So before you judge her and you jump on her, yes, Becca and I both agree. She took it just a little too far Mm -hmm. and aired a little too much information. But in that moment in what she said, that she is giving you the background that you guys so desperately beg for, Mm -hmm. and you're still holding it against her. Because we've seen social media today, and you guys are ripping Barb. That is what I just like. don't think it's fair. And I don't understand mm-hmm. how when she said that and she po- put it back, the ball back in Madison and Pete's, 
Pete, Peter's court, what was Madison's response? Nothing. She never addressed what Barb said. She never addressed saying she wasn't in love with Peter. She never addressed saying she wouldn't accept a proposal, that she made them wait for three hours, that she didn't want to meet them. She skirted over that and simply responded by saying, I have always been myself this entire time. And what did the audience do? Clap. I will say this though, you know, there's a lot that went down tonight that was painful to watch and to take in. Um, I really am struggling with the lack of conversation. Yeah. Between I wanted her to explain why she did that. And she did. And she just said, I've been myself and you guys clapped. But she did say one thing that I will say warranted a good response from the audience as she said, it's not just Peter finding love. It's me too. And it's 50, 50, which I will back her up in that regard and say, yes, girlfriend, it is 50, 50. I appreciate that. But still there was that lack of communication. There was that lack of conversation. She didn't address the conversation with Barb that Barb had brought up also to the moment when we saw Madison go back to LA and see Peter for the first time. I mean, clearly he was shocked. He, as he said, he thought it was Chris walking behind him. But in that moment too, when they reunited, there wasn't really any depth to that conversation Mm -hmm. either other than love. And Rachel, you said it best when we were talking to Hannah Ann is that, uh, it's a room ever for the most part, bachelor nation is made up of hopeless romantics. It's a room of people who want the lead and these people on TV to Mm -hmm. find love. That's Mm -hmm. the base of it. And yes, Peter's expressing that to Madison, but there needs to be more than that. There needs to be more addressed than just, I love you. I ended my engagement for you. Like all of the reasons why you guys ended in the first place are still there. And that needs to be brought up because me as a viewer, and I've said this all season is that I feel like I'm missing so much. I guess my thing is, is the whole it's 50-50 and that's right. But are you giving 50-50? Because that's not what we're seeing. And then also- it's my journey. Okay, that's true. It is your journey and nobody's taking that away from you, but we're trying to understand the contradictions that are within your journey. We're trying to understand where you are with Peter and where your heart is. Because I'll be honest, I didn't see it on that stage tonight. I don't doubt that Peter and Madison have love for each other. I 100% agree with that. But what I saw on that stage tonight All I saw was that it's not if this is going to end, it's when it's going to end. Mm -hmm. The odds are always against you already. And if you don't believe what what I'm saying or what Becca's saying, can we talk about the voice of reason in the family? Pete Sr. Mm -hmm. When Pete Sr. spoke, he said, when you're in the beginning of a relationship, that's when it's light and it's fun. And you're so, you're like two giddy kids getting to know each other. And that has not been the case for Madison and Peter. Mm -hmm. It's been difficult. It's been hard. They're so opposites attract, but your morals and your values have to be the same. Mm -hmm. And that what Peter's family is saying is that they're not on the same level. So this relationship is kind of doomed. If Madison is really that strong into her convictions, which no one's faulting her for, then you can't possibly want the type of man that Peter is, which again, that's not a problem for him. That's who he is. It just, it just won't work. It's just, you can want to see them together and want love for Peter and want love for Madison, but the two of them together, it just doesn't work. And if you didn't think, if you thought it was because they were different in their lifestyles and their values now add on top that the family does not like her, Mm -hmm. the family does not get along with her. And she went back at Barb, not 
faulting her for defending herself at all. I probably would have done the same thing. But on live TV, went back and forth. It is clear that there is tension there, that they Mm -hmm. don't get along. Peter's very into his family. And there's just no way that Madison herself is going to want to be a part of a family that's not into her and that doesn't accept her, which Barb just said in front of millions of people in front of the whole Mm -hmm. world. Like, it's doomed. And it's sad to say that because we wanted Peter to find love, but— It's doomed. Yeah. And one thing too, like playing into feelings and emotions, you know, I'm, I really try to watch body language and tonight we saw it on stage, but even last night in the, the date that Peter and Madison had together, um, when he's trying to convince her to come meet his parents, Mm -hmm. there's the, the physicality there is lacking. Like she there, if people please will go back and watch that moment from yesterday, there's moments where Peter tries to go in to kiss her, to hold her. And she's like recoiling from him. And then tonight you get on stage and I remember, you know, granted my situation with Garrett a couple years ago during my finale is completely different from this. I cannot compare the two, but in this moment, for the most part, this should be you're finally in public together. You can finally say each other's names in front of everyone. There should be some sort of excitement and giddiness. Um, and like, I couldn't keep my hands off Garrett and the couches seem to get smaller year by year (laughs) on the stage. But when Peter and Madison were sitting on it together, it's like they weren't touching whatsoever. It was like, they, I don't know. It just felt off to me. It felt very strange. It was all off. And of course, as you said, yes, there was tension with the family and Barb had mentioned with his friends too. But still, if you still want to make this relationship work, you still have to have some sort of communication internally with each other. And if they want to make this work, like Peter, have her back, like grab her, hold her close, like do something to reassure her in this moment. Yeah. And it just wasn't there. He should have taken up for her. Like, I don't agree with going up against your family like that. And I I definitely believe in respect, but I felt like he, like you said, he should have butted in a bit Mm -hmm. and defended her a little bit more. Yeah. Well, and we were watching it. And in that moment, I'm like, Peter, stand up for her, have her back, say something. You know, we saw him be like, well, dad, say something. But it's like, if that was my man, I would want him to have my back regardless. Yeah. And I would want to feel safe and secure in that moment. You're right. Cause it's terrifying. You're on, you're in front of a live audience on live TV with millions of people watching. Yeah. Like y- you need to be together if that's what you're trying yeah. to be. Yeah. And you, you hit the nail on the head because you knew how your family felt about her before we did tonight. And so you should have been prepared to fight for your relationship just a little bit more. If that, if you choose Madison, then stand behind and behind it and fight for it and fight Mm -hmm. for what you guys have. And we didn't see that from them tonight. I just, this whole thing, it's, it was more, we've been calling this season a shit show, Mm -hmm. but tonight it really was the culmination of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was way, (laughs) way crazier than I expected. Um, I, my advice to Peter and Madison at this point would just be like, you just need to go away from the public and find yourselves. Cause I do know what it's like for everybody to have an opinion about your relationship. And sorry, this is what we do on this podcast. We have opinions about what we just saw. So I get that, but you need to go away from the spotlight. Do you and figure yourselves out without anybody else having their own opinion, Mm -hmm. even his family, Madison and Peter need to define who they are away from everybody else. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. I hope she focuses on their relationship, 
And if you're going to come back to Peter and knowing what you're walking into, because you can't, she kind of got into it with the mom before, mm -hmm. then I hope that you give it your all. And I hope that's your focus more than whatever your new career is. <laughs> I want to end it on a high note though, because we've this entire season, we've seen so much stuff go down and tonight that was no exception, but we did introduce yes. one other badass lady to the stage, which was our upcoming bachelorette, Claire Crawley, which, you know, we didn't get to see too much of her. I'm kind of bummed because I was hoping she'd be able to meet a couple of her guys that she will soon be dating. But I, she is going to be a breath of fresh air, I think for us. I think so and too. she... I really liked not to bring up anyone's past, but I liked the scene that Chris pulled up of her with Juan Pablo and putting him in his place and saying what she had to say, because we know going into this upcoming season, she's not going to be afraid to call out guys. I think she's going to nip the bullshit in the butt when she can. Yeah. And it's going to be such a different vibe from what we've seen in Peter's season, I think in the couple seasons past. So I'm really excited and looking forward to Claire. Agreed. I feel like the franchise has spoken. They heard you, Bachelor Nation. They're wiping the slate clean. Mm -hmm. I think we've gone through this phase of leads, and I think we're a little over it at this point with the outcomes that we've received. So mm -hmm. it'll be nice to see what Claire brings to the table because it's going to be something different. So mm -hmm. I hope you guys are excited as we are to watch it. And you know, we'll be covering it here on Bachelor Happy Hour. I also really hope that Claire finds love uh, and there's an engagement because I want to see what a lasting ring looks like because I feel like they've been so brief. We can barely even see them these past couple seasons. Right. That's, that's well said. We need more of the Elaine. We got to put Elaine to work. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So let's put a pin in it because we've got more for you guys. You're welcome. Coming up on Friday, we've got part two of our Hannah Ann interview because we just couldn't get enough of her. We had to keep the conversation going. And we know you guys want to hear a whole lot more from her. So Friday, we'll be back. Thank you, Bachelor Happy Hour, for listening. And don't forget, we always love to hear from you. All of the comments, questions, concerns, and praises, you can always email us at happyhour at bachelornation.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Bachelor Happy Hour. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. Also, bachelornation.com is the place where you can get all the latest and greatest details about the show. It is the first place announcing what's coming up with Bachelor Nation. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. 
Ready to feel the results? Head over to symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. I think when, when you're in a relationship, being able to travel with somebody is like one of the best things you could do. I agree. I think some of our best memories together are exploring new places and relaxing somewhere on a beach. So we've been working with the brand Beachbound Vacations to find our next perfect beach vacation. And instead of spending hours searching for your perfect beach, take the perfect beach finder quiz and let Beachbound do the heavy lifting for you. Go to beachbound.com to get started today. I mean, I love it. I can't wait for our next vacation. To get started, go to beachbound.com, click be the first to try, and then select take our quiz. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 